the survival guide to life a podcast about how to win in life every second physically mentally spiritually financially consistently to uh, bring forth the true reality of what a doctor is which is a teacher i'm a mover and a shaker a healer and revealer in our world today there are several systems, financial systems, political systems, educational systems, medical systems that unfortunately prey upon the fears and lack of awareness of individuals and allow the pervasive methodology of placing power, politics and profits above the value of people. So I function in that space of bringing awareness to people about the various truths of reality and also by helping people to have the tools, the resources, the education and the support that they need in order to be able to live their lives fully, free from any form of illness, whether it be mental, emotional, physical, spiritual illness, and therefore be able to serve the ones that they love with peace and power, protection, promise, prosperity, and just fulfillment in all things. Well, you're, you're a real blessing to the universe as, uh, as well as to us here in the Survival Guide to Life because you're, in essence, our um, whole motto. So I wanted to know just what sparked or what sort of caused the drive for you to go down this path? Mm. Well, there are a lot of things that encouraged me to start this. Um, from a spiritual perspective, I share with people that my life was marked from birth. I was born with what's called Hirschsprung's disease, where at three days old, they had to remove the majority of my colon. I lived the first year of my life with a colostomy bag. And then at one years old, they were able to reconnect what was left with my colon, with my rectum. This set me up for all kinds of interesting chronic ailments as I grew up. And later on, I became aware of the impact of that surgery as well as different things that evolved in my life. So. Ever since I was a child, I've always had the desire to be a healer and to be a person who is able to touch lives and to inspire. Um, I was a public speaker since the age of 11 and I was a teacher since the age of 12. I started out being a dance teacher in summer camp. And then when I graduated from high school, I entered into college and I majored in education, mathematics and English education. And just one thing after the next, the biggest catalyst for me shifting into the realm of natural healing came with the birth of my fourth child, my daughter, which we had as a home birth. After her birth, I entered into what I can now understand was postpartum depression. But at that time, nobody really understood these things. But I just was overwhelmed with feelings of not having connection with her and anger. And
and frustration and fear and just just floating back and forth between all of these emotional states and and sadness and not being able to to pick myself and and do what I needed to do. So I went into a psychiatrist um, to find out what was going on because she had free consultations. So I said, hey, I, I need some help because this is not this is not the way that I want to show up for my children. Within 15 minutes, the psychiatrist gave me a diagnosis of bipolar and gave me a prescription for medication. And that was the breaking point. In that moment, I said, pardon my French, hell no, this is not who I am. I refuse to accept this diagnosis. I know that God has something else for my life. And that is when I made the decision to do three things. I went back to school to get my master's and subsequently my doctorate in naturology. I made the decision that I was going to do everything in my power to learn what was happening to me and to learn how to heal myself naturally. And the third thing I decided to do was to create a community. And so we started out with a sisterhood and then we evolved and we became a full-fledged 501c3 organization. And from that, we became also, we branched out into the non-for-profit and the for-profit branching. I was able to get my doctorate and it has been my passion ever since to work with people, to give them the opportunity to step into what I refer to as their divinity, to realize that you can heal, that you have the ability to heal. And sometimes it's just a matter of having an awareness of what are the underlying imbalances. Sometimes it's a matter of getting access to tools and resources. And all of the time, it's a matter of getting the support, the love and the compassion and the acceptance that you need to assist you on that journey. Now, that's very commendable and very admirable. And um, right when you were talking and um, you touched in about your visit with the psychologist, I've noticed this with myself and as well as family members as it's so quick for someone to label something and um, I'm not too familiar here, I'm forgetting the, the book of like classifications of different mental disorders, I think it's the DSM. DSM. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're up to number five now. Yeah, number five and how um, there's literally um, they try to find uh, a, a, a disease for almost any anything that's quote unquote not normal. And look, and if that, you are living and breathing, <laughs> they can find a diagnosis for you. Trust me. And then <laughs> how quick they are to prescribe antidepressants or SSRIs. And the fact that when they when I went to see a doctor, then when they prescribed that to me, my cousin, who's a who's a doctor, she's like, Amar, please do not take that. These are SSRIs. And just so you know, almost every person who was in a mass murder, like whatever, like the Virginia Tech mm -hmm. shooting mm -hmm. or like mm -hmm. the, the shooting that yeah. happened in Colorado, they were all under SSRIs. And this exactly. can change your brain and you don't want this. Yes. 
So now, I wanted to one ask you what is your take on this as what society is doing, and two, what is the holistic, better way to do this? I I love this question, Amar, because it's something that's very deep to my heart. Um, not only from my own personal experience, but also for my children and for being in the schools. And you know, uh, every kid now it seems is on some kind of mind-altering drug, whether it be Ritalin or Zoloft or whatever it is. Uh, and unfortunately, all of these medications are simply dealing with the symptoms, and they tell you that that it is only there to maybe, hopefully, lessen the symptoms, but it does nothing for the actual root causes of the imbalances. And the difficulty for me with all of this is as your relative shared with you, the side effects are, are horrific. It is amazing to me that in the space of psychiatry, they are the only medical professionals that can prescribe medication that will alter your physiology, alter your biochemistry based on nothing more than a guess. There are no tests that they do. Like I said, this doctor sat down with me for 15 minutes and in 15 minutes she, she felt that it was okay to give me a prescription for something that was going to change the biochemistry and the networking within my brain based on nothing objective. So from a holistic perspective, all illnesses have a mental, emotional, physical, spiritual component, all illnesses. So now when we look into mental illness, which is becoming even more prevalent today, especially with the way in which we have chosen to respond to the coronavirus, the pandemic, the lockdown, I have said from the very beginning, the deaths of despair and the consequences of this lockdown are more horrific than the actual deaths from the virus itself. And it is horrific in the sense that it is going to continue to plague us for decades to come. During this lockdown, we have seen a tremendous increase in mental illness in anxiety, depression, suicidal attempts, suicides themselves, in terms of um, abuse in families, the disruption of relationships, all of those things have occurred. From a holistic perspective, we look at things and we say, okay, what's going on spiritually? What's going on emotionally? What are the feelings that people are engaging in and why? When they tell you to take Zoloft or something of that nature, it's because we want to get out of feeling that pain, feeling that despair, feeling that, that sense of not being where we want to be. No longer are we teaching our children. No longer are we as adults learning how to cope with the reality that life happens. People die. People lose jobs. So now instead of taking a pill for every ill, the question is, how can I teach you to cope mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually 
with the reality of changing times. You know, you hear all the time, oh, in these changing times. Well, guess what? Times are always changing. You know, maybe now they're changing a little faster, but now it's more important for us to build those tools of resilience. And now when we also look at mental illness, we are encouraged to look at the physiology. Because if you have imbalances in various neurotransmitters, which is what is targeted by the SSRIs and all of these other medications, whether it be the levels of dopamine or serotonin, whatever those neurotransmitters are, it's not simply a matter of putting more into the system. The question has to be asked, why is there an imbalance of these specific neurotransmitters? For some people, there can be a genetic component. For some people, there could be a digestive component because many people do not realize that the majority of your neurotransmitters are actually created in your gut. So if there is imbalance in your gut, then there's going to be imbalances in your neurotransmitters. It can also be a matter of imbalances in your mineral levels, your vitamin levels, because certain key vitamins and minerals are essential building blocks and proteins, amino acids, are building blocks for creating the neurotransmitters. Certain hormonal imbalances can lead to imbalances within the mental ability, within your moods and things of that nature. So, and also there are times when you have a situation of actual brain trauma. You know, sometimes when I talk to people and they say, yeah, you know, I fell off of the, the slide when I was three, or, you know, we, I was in a car accident, brain damage can lead to certain imbalances. And simply taking medications to mask the symptoms are not only ineffective in the long run, but they can be dangerous because every single time you take a medication, there is a level of toxicity that is entered within the system. Every single time you take a medication, you're basically forcing mother nature to do something that it didn't want to do. Whenever you are experiencing a symptom, it's actually a blessing because it's a message that's saying, hey, look at me, look at me, there's something wrong. You need to do a deep dive. But instead what we are accustomed to doing is running into the house and smashing the smoke alarm, the smoke detector, because we, we don't wanna hear it go beep, 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 because it's annoying. So we smash the smoke detector and we walk out the house and the house burns down because we did not pay heed that the problem was not the smoke detector. The problem is not the symptoms. The problem is the fire that is smoldering within the person. So with that being said, now, do you think that with proper evaluation of oneself in uh with the right person and that guidance will be enough into a long-term uh healing it varies amar okay. you know it varies on a lot of different factors it varies on how diligent you are in implementing the protocols it also varies depending upon the duration of time that you have allowed the illness to progress. Okay. And it is also dependent upon 
the various resources that you have. So for instance, if you have been dealing with depression for 20 years or more, and you don't have a good support system, and you don't have access to healthy foods, you live in what we call the food deserts, and you don't have the money to be able to get the proper nutrition and supplements and things of that nature, and you don't have a connection to your purpose, you don't have a connection to this awareness of a divine spirit that flows through every single one of us and connects us in a loving embrace. When you don't have one or more of those things, it makes it more challenging to heal. Okay. So that, that makes a lot of sense. And um, it would, uh, so if I were to say like someone who was in their 40s or 50s and they've had, you know, built up trauma from a young age, and now they're in our society now. And I've, I've said this over and over to friends. And I've said that, like, you know, it's crazy how they have found a way to block each one of our chakras from being properly utilized. As in, our crown chakra is getting, like, um, so focused on all this news that doesn't really matter. And then our, our, our heart chakra is then like um, focused on, again, like news that's not here or there, but just things to just keep us idolized. And then our stomach and our is all getting the GMO yeah, our food. Our root chakra. And, yeah, and, yeah, the, and yeah. then um, our, the sexual chakra is getting like poisoned by like porn exactly. pornography and things like mm -hmm. that. And all of that together is just working against us. But if we found a way to like alleviate from those things, we would be able to be our true self and live to our full potential. Absolutely. And, and the beauty of all of this, Amar, is as you said, if we are able to shift into the space of re releasing ourselves from that falsehood, you know, so when I look at fear, to me, it is false evidence appearing real. And as you correctly said, a lot of what we see around us, especially today, is false evidence appearing real. It has nothing to do with truth. And unfortunately, fear is used to constrict and restrict all of our energetic centers, from the crown center, to the heart center, to the root chakra, all of those centers are being congested and obstructed and therefore the energy cannot flow. Subsequently, healing cannot occur and therefore people become more susceptible to disease. I truly believe at the heart of my being that what we are seeing in terms of the excessive proliferation of the coronavirus in our time today is partially due to the congestion of all of those energy centers that has made us more susceptible to the disease process. Because we are so enveloped in fear, we have blocked our ability to heal. Because we are locked in our houses, 
we're not getting something as simple as fresh air and sunlight. We're not moving around. We're not interacting with nature to build and boost our immune system. We're not communing with each other. Whenever you are in a loving embrace with someone, you are naturally releasing endorphins and oxytocin, key hormones that are critical to your ability to heal. All of those things are being shut down. People are in their houses eating junk food, complete junk. And then we are wondering why we see the numbers rise, really? Let's think about this. That's why what you're doing here today, Amar, is so powerful to give people access to the awareness that they have the power to change their lives for the better, emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. That each and every one of you, within you, has that spark of divinity. And when you start to connect yourself with other people and you start to recognize that you have the power and that is what all of these systems don't want you to realize. All of these systems want you to feel vulnerable. All of these systems want, to, want you to feel confused. All of these systems want you to feel weak and powerless. And that is how they get you. Because in that moment of vulnerability, you say, do what you will. But both of us, Amara, you and I, we are here to share that good news, that beautiful news, that it doesn't have to go down that way. That does not have to be your reality. Now, for someone who does not want this to be their reality and they want to tread this path, how would you say is the best way to slowly come into the light and be tread this path like th them not having any background or any uh any prior knowledge but they hear this and they're illuminated by this type of speech and they want to know more how could they slowly come towards it amar i would say the first step is as simple as the breath it's as simple as taking a moment to just find the opportunity to turn your focus within and to breathe deeply and to allow the breath to just fully expand and open up your awareness and your ability to connect with your heart center. Because in your heart center is the key to any and all truth. It's not up here in the brain. And as you breathe out to release with a sense of gratitude, to release any and every obstruction any and every restriction and constriction. And to repeat that exercise over and over again, 
breathing in deeply. And out with it. Breathing in once again. And as we come back to the present, with that awareness that it's okay, that no matter what is happening in the world around us, we always have access to that divine healing sanctuary within. And it is in that moment of peace that you are able to gain insight. It's in that moment of peace that you are able to put forth your request. And I guarantee you, when you say, I need help, show me the way, connect me with someone or something that can help me to make the next next step every journey begins with one step so many times we get overwhelmed in thinking that we're we have to make it from florida to new york don't think about the the destination just focus on the next step and whenever you are willing to open yourself to the possibility, just the possibility that there is more, then there will be more. Whenever you are able to open up yourself to the possibility that someone can be there to help you, then that person will be there. No, that's some amazing insight and uh, first-hand experience myself do I see that this is the way and just by this little and beginning stuff it's more than enough to for one to want to go deeper into this now um, I, I know that earlier you, you had a call and I just wanted to know how much about how much more time do we have so I could ask a few more questions or I should start oh, wrapping we up. Have, yeah, we have about five, ten more minutes. Okay, five, ten more minutes. Okay, so, um, you know, um, when you were first touching on like the different, there now maybe different pre, uh, preconditions that so like uh, kind of have into play as in uh, ailment and would something like say ir like uh, IBS or GERD have uh, a role factor in someone's mental ailment? Absolutely, absolutely. Because when we look at say irritable bowel syndrome or GERD, you know, we're looking at a breakdown of the digestive system. Mm -hmm. 
Now, this is key because on two different ends. Number one, because we need to find out what's triggering that breakdown. So for some people, it could be a matter of food sensitivities. For some people, it could be a matter of stress. For some people, it could be a matter of um, certain chemical imbalances and intolerances that have created uh, what we call permeability within the gut. You know, so as you were referring to before, things like GMOs create perforations, holes in the gut that allow food particles that are too large to be properly metabolized by the body to go through the gut lining and to start to trigger an immune response and an inflammatory response. Now, the reason why this is important is not only because of the underlying mechanisms that have been compromised, but also because of the effect. When there is a significant amount of inflammation within the body, you are not able to absorb and utilize your nutrients effectively. Key nutrients are not there. So the building blocks for neurotransmitters occur within the gut. Serotonin is produced in the gut with the friendly bacteria. But if you have a proliferation of inflammation and debris in the gut, then you also start to create uh, increase in the population of what we call advantageous bacteria, which start to limit the proper production of important neurotransmitters, such as dopamine and serotonin and things of that nature. And that leads to the manifestation of, quote unquote, what we refer to as mental illness, because it will literally change the levels of neurotransmitters in the body. Another thing is that key components, key amino acids, especially in situations such as GERD, where you're not necessarily producing the proper enzymes and hydrochloric acid that's needed to break down your proteins into the building blocks, such as amino acids. If that system is compromised, then once again, the key critical amino acids that are necessary for creating your neurotransmitters, they're not there. And then you have the cofactors, such as your B vitamins and your magnesium and things of that nature. If you don't have sufficient of those key vitamins and minerals in your system, or if they're not being properly absorbed, then they are not there to be able to facilitate the creation of the neurotransmitters. So all of these different symptoms or quote-unquote disease patterns can lead to the manifestation of mental illness. Okay. So um, I appreciate um, all of this. And I, I could go on for hours and hours. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure you could as well. But Yes, um, absolutely. For anyone who's listening, Doctor, um, do you want to just really quick just drop your social handles and how they could listen in to more of this or how they could get in touch with you on a personal level? Definitely. Um, One of the first gifts that I would like to share with your listening audience and your viewing audience is that we have a Heal Thyself educational series that you can get at no charge by simply texting the word HEAL NOW to the number 665 Nine nine. Again, text HEAL NOW, no spaces, 
to, on your phone, 66599. You can also reach me via our website, www.sankofahealing.com. That is S-A-N-K-O, F as in Frank A, healing.com. You can give me a call, 850-725-8322. You can also look at our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel is Sankofa Healing and Enrichment Incorporated. And we also have our Facebook channels, uh, Sankofa Healing, or you can just directly interact with me at Dr. Michelle Gamble. And we're also on LinkedIn and Instagram. Okay. Thank you so much, Dr. Gamble. Uh, I appreciate this. And then uh, hopefully we can have uh, another episode in, uh, in some time to come. Awesome. Thank you so much, Amar. And I look forward to hearing more from you about the wonderful work that you're doing in the community. You as well, doctor. Thank you so much. Have a okay, blessed day. There. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.